So yesterday we got our update from the central bank and the federal government as they sort of outlined their new five-year mandate, which is essentially the same as the old five-year mandate with some slight revisions, which are kind of important. So let's discuss what we expect in terms of inflation, inflation, inflation. That seems to be the focus not only in our country, but around the world right now. So we're going to chat with Trevor Toome. Trevor, of course, is an associate professor in the Department of Economics at the University of Calgary. Trevor, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so this discussion that we saw yesterday, the central bank reaffirming that, yes, okay, we're in the game of monitoring and trying to, you know, moderate inflation and keep it in that sweet spot. But they also talked about the employment situation in our in our country. So basically what they're central banks typically are trying to do is keep inflation in a sweet spot, right? At about, is it about 2% typically? Yeah, so it's a range of between 1% to 3%, and they, they emphasize 2 as that midpoint that they're aiming at. Okay, and traditionally, I mean, that's what they do when rates go up and rates go down and things like that. Now, mm-hmm. how important was it yesterday that they started talking about also being involved in the employment situation in our country? Well, the bank always looks at a wide variety of indicators to get a sense of the underlying strength or weakness in the economy so that they have a sense of whether they need to maybe ease up on their monetary policy to try and stimulate things or to tighten it, to slow things down. So we we look to things like employment, uh, but also other indicators like production and capacity utilization of our factories to, to get a sense of which way uh, monetary policy should go. So my interpretation of, of what we saw yesterday from the bank is is actually just that the government gave them the exact same mandate that they have now had for decades, mm-hmm. that is to target 2%, keep it in that 1% to 3% uh, range. Uh, but then the bank expanded to make it more transparent how they go about formulating their decisions. I didn't actually see it as a change in what they're targeting at all. And, and you make a good point in terms of what they're monitoring and what we're looking at. We hear about, you know, the inflation rate. We hear about the unemployment figures or the employment mm-hmm. insurance figures, whatever it is, maybe. Um, but there's a a lot of other calculations that they have to be monitoring at the same time, right? Oh, no question about it. And and the reason why is because monetary policy can sometimes take a long time to yeah. work its way through. So the bank does something, and the effect of that is seen a year, a year and a half down the road. So they need to look at a lot of indicators uh, so that they can get the, the best sense about where the economy is going. It, it's certainly tough, no question. Um, and that's why they they look to all of these other indicators. And and this report, they're they're trying to clarify that in a more transparent way because we are going into a time where monetary policy is going to have a more difficult time than it used to, just because interest rates are so low. Well, that's the thing. And I want to. I mean, where does the pandemic and the pandemic spending fit into all of this? Because when with the inflation numbers that we're seeing. You would expect rates to go up, but the the bank saying, yeah, maybe in April, possibly that yeah. would be the area. So how, how does it work? Yeah, exactly. Normally, if, if you normally see inflationary pressures build and the bank will raise interest rates, this time, you know, like most things through COVID is not normal and is pretty different. And, and right now, inflation is being driven largely by energy prices. That 4.7%, for example, would have been 33 had you excluded energy. Mm-hmm. And fully half of all products measured by Statistics Canada saw price increases less 
than 3%, that top range there. So an interest rate increase by Canada's central bank wouldn't do a lot for easing inflation if it's driven by global factors like energy prices. Um, As far as the fiscal update that we're expecting later today, Mm -hmm. uh, now, again, they're talking about pandemic spending, and there's a lot of groups saying you need to rein in the spending, saying that's part of the, you know, helping to push up inflation rates that we're seeing. Um, Like you say, energy prices, definitely the main factor, but how much, you know, spending does in fact uh, affect inflation, correct? Sure. And keep in mind, the type of spending that government engaged in through the pandemic was largely transfers to individuals and businesses. And how this connects to uh, inflation numbers is that it ensured household disposable incomes didn't fall. Indeed, they they rose during the pandemic. And so that allowed people, uh, you and I and families across the country, to continue spending, continue buying things. And indeed, people are buying now more goods, uh, spending more than they ever have before. And that leads in part to some of the supply chain congestion that we're seeing, which is also in part leading to higher prices. So fiscal policy does matter, but it is important to keep in mind that this isn't the government buying stuff. This is the government giving money to families to buy stuff. And so that changes, I think, how we weigh the pros and cons of that. So do you expect to see, I know there's a lot of groups calling for it to be dramatically slashed, and, and it, you know what, it has been reduced from what it was oh, yeah. at the height of the pandemic, but do you, yeah. do you expect it to be uh, constrained even more? And so we are currently looking at spending rates that are significantly below where we were last year. And I think we may very well see uh, an even larger reduction in spending than we anticipated. So I actually wrote a piece up at financesofthenation.ca where we put forward our own projection here. And we think that spending this year is going to be nearly $160 billion lower than last year, which is a sharper decrease in spending than what was originally budgeted for earlier this year. And I think part of that is because the recovery has been relatively strong this year, a lot stronger than I think many people anticipated earlier this year. And so that's going to factor into an improved budget picture. Hey, last one before I let you go. When you're, you know, it's all based on year over year, year over year. Well, when you have a year like we had, I mean, exactly. when you're looking at inflation rates, like it's pretty tough to hold that up and say, well, this is what our inflation is compared to last year. But look where it was the year before. I mean, how hard is it to try and calculate some of these things that traditionally you can look at year after year after year with what's happened in the past year or two? Yeah, certainly 2020 is going to present all sorts of statistical challenges yeah. for us for, for years to come, no question. And and for a while early in 2021, part of the higher inflation was just recovering from the big price drops that we saw during the early phases of the contraction. So um, my way of looking at inflation now is to look at where prices are relative to where they would have been if we met our 2% target this whole time. And so we are above that. And so that gives us a a better sense, perhaps, of the underlying inflation pressures than just comparing to the aberrant uh, 2020 year. <laughs> no kidding. Well, we'll wait and see what happens later today. Trevor, thank you so much for giving us a bit of a preview of how all this works, and uh, thanks for your time. My pleasure. You bet. That's Trevor Toom, who is a associate professor in the Department of Economics at the University of Calgary. So we're getting our fiscal update from Christia Freeland coming up uh, later on this afternoon, finance minister, of course. Um, and we're expecting some pretty good news here, especially when you take a look at the deficit. The government predicted that 
the deficit for the last fiscal year, the last year, would be $354 billion and $155 billion this year. But, but, that could change. You know what happened with Alberta's books due to the surging price in energy? Well, the same thing could happen at the federal government. There could be billions more uh, helped by the higher oil prices. And then there's the double-edged sword because, you know, as we heard from Trevor, the higher energy prices are part, part, not entirely, but part of what is uh, fueling inflation in Canada right now.